Welcome back, everybody. It must be a Tuesday night. Second Because I hear that annoying button. You hear that annoying button. <laughs> What's up, everybody? My name is Chad Brock. And I'm Zach Bailiff. And you guys are watching the ever so illustrious and almost at 20 episodes Orion podcast. You know, I have to stall like that because I never remember to ha have the intro video ready. Have it ready to go. Yeah, I mean, like, we're... Like we were professionals at this or something. Yeah, I mean, not. it's like we're 19 <laughs> episodes in plus all the plus all the Doc Talk episodes that I've done into this, and I still can't remember how to do it, so... We'll get it one of these days. One of these days I'll learn. It's only our mom's watching anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Jason Cassidy Fishing is watching, though. He's... Him and Nicole yeah. are always watching. He's Thanks, a regular. Guys. They're in. They're actually out your way. Sounds like it. Yeah, it's cold. It's cold. It's uh, <laughs> it's cold everywhere, man. Five thirty this morning. Get up, walk outside, and there's freaking snow. This is this was the earliest I have ever seen As snow in Indiana. What I was trying to out. figure out this morning. I mean, I I can't ever remember a time when we were seeing snow in October. Not that you got a lot, but. Like I can remember some Halloweens when like my kids were little, little, but no, nah, man, it's yeah, it did. I've never seen it snow this early. So Coop had posted a, a trail cam photo with some white stuff on the ground and two bucks in it. And those bucks look confused. Like, I was confused, man. <laughs> what is I was going confused. on? Well, and you know, I mean, it's crazy because we were out brand new boats over the weekend. We were out on the boats chilling out, hanging out, sunburnt, and having a great time on Saturday. I'm wearing shorts at the Jackson Kayak Factory in Tennessee on Friday. And Sunday, we're like sweating. We're at Valonia Days because it's hot. Yeah, You've got sun right. beating down on you, a million people, so it's like hot. And today it's snow. It'll yeah, be 80 well, this weekend, though. I started to say, just be patient. It's going to change again. All right, and time for you to come home and uh, hit the stand. Yeah, and you know that kind of took the wind out of my sails a little bit on seeing some buck activity. I, I think they'll probably the big boys at least will probably still be hanging out at night, but I'm hoping I can come home and stick a few does and at least come home with full cooler. Right on. But uh, yeah, so hopefully we get it done. We've got some got some videography work to do too, so that'll yeah. be fun. Um, hopefully you get your end handled, and then I get to come do that and. Then you can come 
do my side of it. That'd be great. Yeah. It'd be nice. You to just get that done on Friday. Then we can have yeah. like everything else done. In I'll be driving Friday. Day. So I probably, I hope I don't feel taxed on Friday. You're going to have to drive a little If I'm driving, that means I filled them with the truck, but. Oh, well, anyhow, I'm excited for tonight. Reconnected yes. with this dude yesterday. Had to talk to him in several years and, uh, He's a husband, father, entrepreneur, and a bow hunter, so he's all good by me. Um, he's been on a pretty awesome fitness journey, which we'll get to later in the podcast. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Colin Cottrell. What's up, buddy? What's up, guys? How's it going, man? Good, man. Yeah. How are you? Good, good. This is this is cool, man. I, I love this little platform yeah. we got going on here, and we're live on what YouTube and Facebook same live time. On YouTube, YouTube and Facebook, Facebook at the same time. Man, yeah. technology. High tech rednecks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Man. This is awesome. I appreciate you guys uh, inviting me on, and and uh, and like you said, Zach, it's been uh, been awesome to reconnect. I think yeah. well, we we connected at ATA back years ago. Now I think it had to be 2015. I was trying to remember. I know it wasn't 14. Evan and I went on our first elk hunt in 15, and then he went to work at Hoyt. And I'm thinking that was the ATA it was at, but yep. I can't really remember. It was either 15 or 16. It was somewhere in there. Somewhere right in there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I, I remember it. I, I vaguely remember it, though. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a brief meeting, but so I'm surprised yeah. you remember. But I try yeah. and at least make a note when I when I meet people who are connected with guys who I really you know respect and appreciate in industry. So. It was, yeah, uh, yeah, it was good to reconnect and, and get you on on such short notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I appreciate it, man. I'm I'm excited. I'm always excited to talk about good stuff, man. So yeah. sounds like you guys uh, have some good stuff in line. You guys have been doing some good conversations here on the on the pod the live podcast. So yeah, yeah. we try not to screw it up. Now it doesn't always work out in our favor. <laughs> um, we we had one guest that went on a good 45 minute run and. I don't think we asked the question. So yeah, <laughs> I can't say we've been I, perfect. I did not say a whole lot of words during that podcast. So uh -huh. yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you just let them talk, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. He was gone. I mean, uh -huh. it was just, yeah, it was off to the races, man. And it was just yeah. 45 minutes of wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So let's one of the things we like to do with the Orion podcast is and always will it's it's foundational and you know it's telling your story and and about you so how did how did your outdoor journey start how did you get into hunting um did you grow up in it or was it something that you found late, maybe a little bit later kind of give us the backstory on uh on how hunting began for you yeah that's that's the good story um so i gr i grew up in central minnesota um North central Minnesota, actually. And, you know, my family was a hunting outdoors family. We, uh, you know, that was just kind of a way of life where, where we came from. I'm, I actually grew up in the poorest County in Minnesota. So like, basically we killed the food and then we ate it all year. Like that's what we <laughs> ate. So, yeah. It was between farming and hunting. Like that's just what you do where I come from. So from a, yeah. from a super early age, you know, it, it was, uh, it was, 
you know, it was part of my life. I, honestly, I remember sitting on a deer stand when I was probably two or three years old with my dad wrapped in a blanket, him telling me to shut the heck up and handing me little, <laughs> little mini candy bars, you know? So, <laughs> and that was, uh, that was the early days, man. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was from the start, but you know, from there, you know, you obviously kind of grow up and it, it becomes something every year, especially in Minnesota. We were rifle hunters growing up, uh, for the most part. And, uh, you know, every year we had the two weeks, the orange army would come out and, uh, oh, basically yeah. we'd, uh, you know, we, we'd go sit in the, we'd go to the, what we called the big woods. It was, uh, it was kind of our family, you know, hunting, hunting camp area, um, up in the lion state forest. And then, uh, my family had a couple of, you know, 40 acre, 80 acre plots that they also owned right up next to the, the state land. So mm-hmm. that was kind of like our hunting camp area, all my family, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, um, my dad, you know, everybody, my brothers and sisters, whatever, you know, we all would, we'd come up there during hunting season and we'd, you know, do, do what you do in hunting camp, hang out, eat good food, tell, tell uh, a bunch of lies and, and uh, <laughs> yeah. all, all, all the good stuff, you know? Oh yeah. So yeah, man, that was, that was kind of the way I started uh, from there. You know, I, I just, you know, it became something I really enjoyed, um, you know, and I look forward to every year. Um, as I got older, I realized like, you know, you know, how important it was to spend that time in the woods just for your own sanity as well. And, uh, and actually because of that, it, it like, it kind of pushed me towards like trying to find a way I could be out in the woods more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which I think there's a lot of guys that are the same way, you know, you try to find how to, how you can spend more time in the woods. And so for me, it was uh, trying to find that, you know, get into this bow hunting stuff. And unfortunately for me, my dad had bow hunted a little bit, so he, you know, he could kind of, he kind of got me going a little bit, but I had a buddy who, uh, who was in high, in high school and uh, he was a big bow hunter and he's like, Hey man, you, you got to get in you're, you know, you're a big hunter. You're big into hunting and all this stuff. And he's like, you gotta, you gotta get in a bow hunting, go get yourself a bow and, and start practicing. And, you know, there was no YouTube, there was no John Dudley. There was no like easily learn how to, how to shoot a bow and all that it was basically trial by error. And, yeah. uh, you know, you, you, grab a bow. I think I had an old PSE Nova mm. that my dad handed down to me. And, uh, basically, um, you know, you, you grab your bow and you go out and shoot and who knows where they're hitting at. I didn't, nobody taught me how to do it. Nobody taught me how to hold it. Nobody taught me how to like stand correctly, all those things. And you just kind of end up learning over time. I started to read magazine articles, you know, watch, uh, VHS videos. And, uh, <laughs> and, and from, does anybody know what those are still? I, I yeah, right. I've still got some <laughs> somewhere, <Yeah>. somewhere. <laughs> Those were the best, man. Those were the best. Roger Raglan and and yeah. man, freaking some of those old school guys, man. They were they were good. The old Monster but, Buck DVDs or yeah, well, they, VHS tapes. And, yep, yep, yep. Zach um, grew up in a different era. No, we had a lot of beaches. <laughs> I remember having to adjust the tracking on the VCR. Yep, oh, that was miserable. That was <laughs> or awful. miserable. Or you had to rewind it after you watched the whole thing. You have to wait. Like, yeah. Felt like an hour to just felt like an hour, (laughs) (laughs) you know. (laughs) But yeah, man, that was that was kind of my early days growing up, uh, you know, in 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 the woods, and just from there, just you know, I I went off to college. Then from there, and and uh, I realized like that you could like make the hunting industry like something you do for a living. So as I was going to school for like communications and marketing, I mean, this is back in 2006. So there was Mm -hmm. internet was super. This was super early still in the internet. Um, you know, social media was really just getting started. We had yep. freaking MySpace then, man. Come on. Oh, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I remember sitting there. I don't um, think I got Facebook until 2006, whenever I was in college. Yep. 
Yep. That's because well, Tom you... was your first best friend. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. You know, Tom I was still trying to figure out what music I wanted on my MySpace page. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, it was, uh, it was, those were the early days. And, you know, like you said, uh, Zach, you know, you couldn't get a Facebook until you had a college email actually back then. Mm-hmm. So yep. we had to wait until yeah. we got that call that, that college email that everybody was hoping to get. And uh, yep. then from there you could, you could get on Facebook and start to connect with people that way. But being a marketing, you know, kind of going to school for marketing at that time. Fortunately, I was going to school in a little little city called Alexandria, Minnesota, and there was a uh, a little supplement company that was started out of Alexandria, Minnesota. You you may have heard the name before. It was called Wilderness Athlete, and uh, mm-hmm. my un- my uncle was actually one of the co-founders of that company, along with his, one of his oh, best wow. friends from, from high school. So they were looking for somebody to come in and start to help with uh, marketing and building their website and you know, doing, you know, connecting with their ambassador team, all these different things. And I mean, there was no supplement companies in the hunting industry back then, other than them. I mean, they, right. were, they were actually kind of ahead of the curve that they were so yes. far ahead of the curve that they didn't really, they did okay, but it, it didn't blast off like they are now like wilderness yeah, athlete, and right. several of these other great brands that are doing a lot of the same stuff, you know, in the, the fitness hunting space. Um, mm-hmm. There was no fitness hunting space. I mean, there was Cam Haynes, Dan Staten, and pretty much nobody else back then. Yeah. So, <laughs> which those guys are still both around. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's, yeah, that's a little bit about kind of the start, man. And then from there, you know, I, I don't know if you guys want me to keep rolling on. <laughs> trying trying not your, to be that yeah. guy, you know, don't be that no. guy. <laughs> that was one no, you're episode. Good. It, it's just, a, it's become a running joke. On yeah. So. When, uh, so you're in Minnesota when, yep. Did you make your way to Texas? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So there there's kind of a, a good story in that. Um, so I was going, you know, I was going to school at a tech college there for for a couple of years. Got my two year degree. I ended up reading. It's kind of funny because Cam's been posting about this on Instagram. Cam Haynes, his mm-hmm. book. You know, he he, he mm-hmm. you know he self published that book back in two thousand six, uh, backcountry bow hunting. And I remember yep. reading his book, and then I we were working with cam with wilderness athlete at that time. So I actually met cam over a phone call. Um, cause he needed a product sent out to him. So I'd connect with him every once in a while, email, whatever. And then mm-hmm. I ended up meeting him at ATA show as well. Um, after that, I went to ATA show in I think 2007 for the first time. But anyway, um, I read cam's book and I just got super fired up about Western bow hunting being a, a flatlander from Minnesota who, you know, hunted deer and Turkey pretty much my whole life. My uncles hunted a lot of bear as well, but that was pretty much all we, I had ever hunted. I never had traveled to hunt or never really been outside Minnesota much before that time. And uh, I just remember reading his book thinking, wow, like you can be an athlete, like you can, like you can hunt hard, like you can go out West, you know, hunt elk, all these other species. And it's a challenge, all these things. And I was like, man, that's, that's kind of cool. And I'd always been an athlete growing up pretty, you know, pretty high. We, we won a state championship in high school and playing football. So I was like a captain on my football team. I wrestled a little bit, uh, played some basketball, um, played baseball. You know, I played all the different sports and, right. uh, you know, small town, small town life. You can play pretty much everything. And, and if mm-hmm. you're good at it, like you get to play quite a bit, you know? So it was pretty cool. Like from there, I ended up, uh, you know, just really kind of like starting to want to do that with my life is like, just try to be somebody who, you know, maybe made a living in this industry and started to like go out for Western hunts, those kinds of things. Um, but I ended up, what, what ended up happening, um, is I went off to, uh, I went off to a four-year school then to play college football. 
And uh, so I went off to school for a year, played some college football. We, you know, had, we had a good team. I ended up starting um, that year um, playing, uh, you know, division three football. Um, and then between there, <laughs> I actually, uh, I got kicked out of college. I don't tell many people this story. <laughs> I, I kind of don't try not to tell people the story, but I, I actually got kicked out of college because I didn't go to enough chapels. It was a Christian college. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't attend enough chapels for the, uh, you know, for the semester. And so I ended up having to take a year off and I decided to move out West to Montana, out to Bozeman. And I lived out there for a, a year, year and a half. And then I ended up coming back to Minnesota for to finish, you know, my second year of college football, played another year. And then I moved back out to Bozeman for another year and a half. And I ended up living out there a total three, like three years total. But Cam kind of inspired me to do that in that time because I read his book. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of crazy, man, like this, this flatlander from minnesota moving out west you know you're super intimidating to, to yeah. go out west the mountains you know hunting elk with a bow all those things you know mule deer um but thank god i had some had some good uh, mentors out there i never really killed anything but i i got a taste of it you know i got that little yeah. taste that that we all need to, to really get us fired up about it and yeah uh, once you get I, a whole once it once it gets a hold of you there's there's no going back <laughs> exactly exactly but uh, you know, from there, man, like I ended up, uh, I've ended up, you know, starting kind of my own business. Um, I was running my own media company, doing a lot of marketing and stuff for different influencer uh, influencers. There, was, there wasn't really any influencers back then, but it was kind of started. Right. I was kind of at the, at the start of that, you know, I was, I was seeing this Facebook thing as a really viable tool for marketing in the hunting industry. So I kind of took hold of it, really learned how to use it. And, uh, from there it helped me really get connected in the hunting industry and, you know, obviously I had that connection, first of all, with with working for wilderness athletes. So that kind of got me my, my foot in the door. But from there, I kind of as an entrepreneur, I was like, man, I can I can do this myself. I can build my own business. And uh, that kind of took me up out to Montana. I had a couple clients out there who I ended up I ended up renting a room from one of them and which was really cool. And then, uh, uh, rocket Ryan was his name, by the way. And, uh, <laughs> he's a, he was a, he was a professional rodeo clown actually. And uh, oh, he's no a, way. he was a hunting guide out in Montana. So that, that's kind of what got me, got me out there. And then from there, you know, I started, uh, I started doing some freelance videography, build logos, websites, you know, all the different stuff just to try to make ends meet as a, you know, 20 something year old young kid who moved out West away from home. And, uh, from there I ended up, um, meeting a guy in a hunting camp. It was an antelope hunting camp um, who ended up, he was the guy who started the first bow hunting website ever. His name's Robert Hogue. And he started a website called bowhunting.net back in 1994. Wow. And which is, that's real old school. You want to talk yeah. about going way back. He, he started that website on aol.com, which was like <laughs> the original, you know, the original web browser that everybody yeah. had dial up. Um, Robert started that website. He was, he's a, you know, he's a pioneer of all pioneers in that sense. Um, but I met him on a hunt, um, an, uh, an antelope hunt. They were doing, I don't know if you guys remember writer's camps. They do a lot of writer's camps. Oh, they yeah. kind of do that now, but it's yeah, more like food. social food. media food. camps now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 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 Blogs. Who reads those? Yeah. But back then that was, that was what it was. Like you got all these writers in camp, you know, who all were connected in the industry. And then Robert was kind of the guy on the, you know, who was ahead of the curve, who was at the website. So he got invited to a lot of these camps. And I, I ended up being in that camp with Ryan, 
Ryan had a, he was part of another, um, like a online show, like the first Western online show. It was called Outback Outdoors, which is still on Sportsman yeah. Channel, I believe. Yeah. Um, Trev now, and those guys. Yep. Trev, you, you obviously know Trev. So Trev was one of my mentors back then. He had been one of my early clients as well. I built his, one of his first websites. I helped him build their Outback Outdoors website, their logos, their graphics, all, all that stuff. And Ryan was part of that group, part of, part of their hunting team. Anyway, yeah. so I would, I would film for those guys. I was, I was learning how to film and, you know, uh, learning how to hunt out West, all these things. And that kind of brought me to this hunting camp where I was filming Ryan for Outback Outdoors and those guys were doing that writer's camp. And from there, um, you know, I, 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 I was fortunate. I, I got an opportunity to hang out in camp for a couple of days and Ryan's like, Hey, I got to go off to a performance. I got to go do a show. Why don't you just hang out in camp? He was, he, he actually guided for the outfitter that was putting on the hunt. So he's like, why don't you stay in camp and hang out and build relationships? I was like, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Like right. all these, all these writers, all these different industry companies, um, Grim Reaper Broadheads was there, you know, a bunch of different brands, people who I'm still friends with to this day and have great relationships with, um, mm -hmm. you know, we're all in this hunting camp. A lot of writers that you, you guys probably all have heard of and know and read, um, and so I just stayed and hang out, hung out and, uh, me and Robert really hit it off me being an internet guy and him being an old guy, but still into the internet. Um, you know, a pioneer in that sense, like we just hit it off and he's like, Hey, you know, why don't you come out next spring and I'll fly you out to Texas and we'll do some pig hunting and we'll talk, talk more business, you know? And, uh, it was kind of cool. Cause he's like, he needed some help with his website. You know, he was, he was an older gentleman, um, who, who knew this was the future, but, you know, he was pretty much running this thing by himself. He had a, he had a marketing slash advertising guy, um, named Rich Walton, who was actually a big time in the industry and had a lot of great, that's what pretty much helped those guys really do what they did was having Rich on board. Cause Rich had all these clients who wanted to get on the internet. Um, but Robert needed the technical help. And that's kind of where I came into play is he's like, why don't you come out to Texas? So I, I flew out to Texas that next spring and went out pig hunting with him and hung out for a week and we just hit it off. And I, they became one of my clients. I started helping those guys and I fell in love with Texas, honestly, when I was out there. So just being out there, I was like, man, Texas is freaking awesome. Like you got Bozeman, which is awesome. And then you got, you know, central Texas, which is awesome. Right. So I was like, man, I don't know. Like Robert really wants. <laughs> wanted me to come out there and hang out and stay out there. I was like, I'll just, I'll just come out, you know, every, every so often, every, you know, once a quarter and we'll, we'll hang out and do some pig hunting and whatever. Um, but long story short, I ended up meeting a girl while I was out there on one of the trips, me and her kind of hit it off. And a year after that, she's like, why don't you come out here and move out to Texas? Yeah, of course. <laughs> so that made the choice really easy then. Um, yeah. She she actually originally moved out to Bozeman for a few months. She couldn't take the, the snow and the cold. And I was like, all right, I guess we're, I guess we're moving to, I guess I'm moving <laughs> to Texas. So long story short, um, well, long story long, <laughs> I ended up moving to Texas kind of because of a girl and because I was doing business with Robert. I ended up falling in love with it and I've been here ever since. Honestly, that was 2011, I believe. And I've, I've been out mm -hmm. here ever okay. since, man. So yeah, it's kind of crazy. I'm not with the girl yeah, anymore. Man. I'm married to a different woman. Thank God for that. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Oh so, man. Yeah, man. So let's talk a little bit about uh, C3 media. You kind of introduced that and tell a little bit about, about what you guys do, what you guys offer, and um, you know how people yeah. can, can find that avenue. 
Yeah, man. So yeah, C3 Media, man. That so really that's kind of the face of kind of my my company of what I do. You know, really it, it I had an agency for a while which was called Maxima Media. I've done a lot of different stuff. I built some different website projects that I ended up selling. Um had a lot of success in that. And then kind of C3 Media kind of came into the picture like back then, but it was really just my solopreneur, like kind of my consulting side. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I've done. So I've, I've on the kind of on the back end, I'll do some consulting for different companies. I'll still build websites and do logos and do graphics and do a lot of, uh, you know, strategy type marketings, a little bit of social media, that kind of stuff. Um, but honestly, I, I don't do a lot, a lot of it. I'm pretty picky and choosy on the client choosy on the clients I work with just because I've done this for so long. And I just, I, I just really like to work with certain people and certain companies that are headed in a certain direction. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't do a ton of work with that anymore. Um, but I still, I still do a little bit, you know, and, uh, you know, so we'll do, we'll do some graphics and some marketing and you know all kinds of different, any digital media related type stuff, even some podcast type stuff. I've done some work with some guys on that. I'm actually working on, a, mm. on helping uh, rebrand a podcast right now. That's in the industry. They, uh, they've been one, you know, one name and, and one logo and one way for a while. And I, I kind of went to them or they kind of, we kind of hit it off and they're like, man, we, we really need to take this to the next level. How do we do this? So, you know, I'm kind of helping them rebrand their, their logo and their website site in their podcast and kind of just doing a full a full layout you know um so mm-hmm. they can kind of take it to the next level so i'll do stuff like that but but honestly man i've i've kind of t- took a step back from that because um really kind of over the last couple of years, just with my own personal growth, as you mentioned, Zach, you know, I've, uh, you know, me and you've been talking back and forth a little bit on Instagram, you know, I've, I've made a transformation, you know, I, I used to be a pretty big guy. I've always been a big guy, six, three, you know, defensive yeah. lineman, college football player, but you know, it got to this point in my life where I ended up getting married, um, you know, seven, seven, six, seven years ago, you know, met the love of my life out here in Texas. And, uh, we had a, we had our first child. We we've got two more now. And, you know, you just get to that point in your life where you're like, man, you know, something needs to change. I need to, I need to level up in my life so I can be the best leader I can be for my wife and for my kids and just for the people around you, you know, whether it's Mm -hmm. business, community, church, whatever. And, uh, you know, I, I just started kind of going down this path where it's like, I started to level up in my marriage. I started to try to become a better dad. Some of these other things it's like, and from there it just went into this, like, man, I need to make a physical change. Like, I'm out of shape. I'm tired all the time. I don't look good. I don't have confidence because I look like crap. You know, I'm, I'm fat, <laughs> whatever. Um, you know, not, not to, not to fat shame anybody out there, but uh, <laughs> I, I was a big boy. I, you know, and after COVID, you know, COVID, COVID took a toll on a lot of people. And, and for me, I never was serious about, you know, even though I was an athlete and I enjoyed working out and those kinds of things, I never really got serious about it till about three years ago, four years, or excuse me, two years ago. And I just, I remember waking up, uh, it was like Christmas day or maybe it was new year's day, 2021. And I remember just looking in the mirror, we were getting ready to have our third child. And I was like, man, I, this has got to be enough. Like, I can't, I can't do this no more. I like, I've got my third child on the way. I'm barely hanging on the way it is. There's probably, I was probably a little depressed, you know, after COVID 2020 was crazy. I didn't go to the gym much then. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't in good shape mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, any, any area of my life. And, uh, you know, it just kind of had a wake up call. And I said, you know what, I'm going to start today on working on myself uh, on the physical side and, uh, I'm going to see what happens. And, um, you know, I started to build these disciplines in my life, 
Um, I started working out. I started eating right. I hired some coaches. Um, I started training jujitsu. I started doing a lot of different things. And fortunately for me in that time, I had some, some good quality men that were coming around me, some guys from church and, uh, and a couple of close friends who, who had also been through a transformation in their life, you know, a few years prior. And I kind of saw what they were doing and, uh, they kind of came around me and said, Hey man, like, you got a, you got a lot going on for you, man. You got a, you got a good personality. You're a good guy. You, you like to work hard you've built some cool stuff and you got to level up. Like you got to take this to the next level. And for me, that was kind of hard to hear. Um, you know, because I'd always been, I never really had a lot of guys like kind of call me out, I guess in my life. And that's really what I needed. I needed that guy to come alongside me and, and really call me out. And, and I think now that I have, a lot of good guys around me today, they call me out all the time and my wife calls me out. No problem. <laughs> and, and it's a good thing, you know, cause it refines us. Yeah. It helps us, it helps us realize, you know, those things that we're not doing right in life and, and how we can make changes and how we can work on ourselves. And, and like I said, like I keep saying level up in life. And uh, so, yeah, man, that's kind of, it led me down this path of just self-improvement, you know, in a physical side, but, if anybody knows, I know, you know, this Zach for sure, just cause I know you're, you're huge on working out and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. the physical side, once that side comes and you start putting in the work, man, your mental, emotional, intellectual, social, spiritual, all these other areas like start stacking up because you want to be good in all the areas. It becomes a, it becomes this thing in your life where like, I don't want to just be good in one area. I want to be the best I can be in all areas. And I want to continue to do this for the rest of my life, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and obviously my wives, my kids and my fan and my wife, you know, I've got, I've got something special, you know, super special to live for. And I just started thinking about them a lot and thinking about, you know, especially my girls, my, my, my oldest is six and, and my second oldest is five. You know, they're, they're growing up now, you know, it's going quick. And my boy, he's going to be two in January. So, you know, it, it just, it goes super quick and they start to really latch on and see how you live your life. And they're learning every step of the way by how you live and what you do and the actions you take in your life. I said, you know what, if I really want to lead my family, I have to do it by action. If I really want my wife to do certain things in life, um, you know, I've got to lead by action first. I've got to put in the work. So then she'll follow what I do. Um, and I can tell you guys out there who are listening, when, when you start to lead from the front, you get to go hunting a lot more <laughs> and, and, you're, and your wife is totally cool with it, you know, cause you're yeah. doing, you're doing the good work at home. And, uh, that's just, I think that's just a good, uh, a good thing for life. Like when you put in the hard work, you go towards things that are tough, uh, that, that make you work, like it refines you, it makes you better. It makes you, you know, you might not complete a goal every time, or you might not complete what you're working towards, but you're going to keep going and keep going and keep going until you get there until you you know until you get to that point or or you have to make a switch on something where it 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 leads you down the path you're supposed to be on so that's that's really kind of where my life has went the last couple years and and through that I, i started to think about you know and have a lot of these people especially through social media start to reach out to me man how did how did you do this you know how did you change like this and like can i do this and how do you get good people around you to help you with this kind of stuff? And, you know, I just started sharing that journey on, 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 especially on mm-hmm. Instagram, you know, through my stories and, you know, just, just being pretty raw and real on my posts and, 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 you know, just kind of just laying it out there, how it really is, you know, you, you kind of just got to get a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit vulnerable, I guess. And, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of sets you apart as well. Just being a marketing and a social media guy, I get that like storytelling is the key, uh, to building out, you know, content and, and getting people to follow you, obviously. But for me, it, it was it was so much more. It's like, 
it became this thing like I want to help other people. I want I want to see people who are where I was at. Um, I want to come alongside them and, and kind of share my journey in a way that I can say, hey, I screwed up. I messed up a lot. Um, but you know what? You can start working on yourself tomorrow and, and you can turn this thing around. Like you can be whatever you want to be if you start working on that or, or go down the journey and the path you're supposed to go on at least. Um, and that's kind of what I've done. And, and it's kind of turned into this opportunity to, to start to mentor me, other men um, who are on that same journey who want to level up in their life. And that's kind of where uh, my, my, my side business right now that I'm working on, it's called High Caliber Hunts. And really what that is, is it's, it's, you know, hunting camps for, for guys who are trying to level up in their life. Really the idea is to bring men into hunting camp, you know, get eight to 10 guys into a hunting camp. You know, obviously to have that time, you know, usually what we do is we get together, we hunt pigs, you know, in camp for three, you know, three days, two nights. It's a great time, first of all, because you're hunting, you're bow hunting, you're here in Texas. Texas is a great destination. Everybody wants to come and, you know, do some pig hunting or whatever. Um, it's a little more relaxed. It's still a challenge, but it's a little more relaxed than your elk hunt or your deer hunt or whatever. A lot more downtime. Um, and just being in this industry for a while, I've built some great relationships where, you know, we get into camp and, and I kind of let my guys do their thing and, and guide it and, and take care of that stuff. And, you know, we try to facilitate the process where we start to kind of get a little more vulnerable while we're being constructive. You know, we get these guys in camp who want to level up and get around other guys and network with other guys who are basically on the same path that I'm on and, and that you're on and that we're, you know, we're all trying to level up and become better husbands, better, better fathers, um, better business owners, better community leaders, better church members, whatever, um, whatever that looks like for you. You know, it's, it's all these guys who are on that same path and uh, it gives us this opportunity to really start to kind of have those deeper conversations, I guess, while we're, you know, sitting around the campfire, maybe having a beer or, or you know, um, or having a cigar or whatever. And in hunting camp, like everybody loves that. Now, now it's, I'm just taking it to that next level where it's like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to kind of get past the surface level stuff. You know, who cares about the weather? <laughs> like let's talk, <laughs> right. about, let's talk about some of the mess ups maybe we've had and how we can work on those things and, and actually grow to, to make an impact on the people around us. Um, Cause ultimately for me, that's, that's where I'm at. I've, I've had some, I had some early success in my twenties, built a couple businesses that did really well. Um, made money, had influence, met a lot of cool people, you know, did a lot of cool stuff, went on some hunts, whatever. Um, but ultimately that stuff isn't fulfilling. You know what I mean? It's, it's just not. And, and for me, it's like, I started to find that fulfillment really came from putting in hard work, doing hard things, and then starting to help others do the same thing, man. So yeah, that's, <laughs> I know I'm long winded there, man, but, uh, <laughs> but that's, that's kind of the path I'm on, man. That's, that's where kind of high caliber hunts comes in. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, I'm starting to, I have another hunting camp coming up in December. Um, and so hopefully we get some more guys out there for that one here in Texas and uh, do some pig hunting and, uh, just get together with some good guys and have a good time and, and start to build out your band of brothers is what I like to call it. You know, you, you start to yeah. build these relationships that are, that are real relationships that are, you know, going to last a, a lifetime. Honestly, I, we, I've done two different hunting camps already in the spring and I love all those guys, man. They're, they're awesome guys. They're all guys working on themselves, trying to, trying to level up in their life. And, and now they're going to go on to their families and their friends and the people around them and, and try to do the same thing. And that's, that's what we need more of, man. We need, that's where us, like the politics, the, the, this, the, that, you know, all this stuff going on in our world today. Like if we truly want to make an impact, it starts with us and it starts with us spreading that to others the best way we can using the talents and the skills that we have. So that's, that's what I'm trying to do, man. That's yeah. awesome. That, go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> no, I was just going to say, you know, 
one of the things that I've always found, and you you really dropped it, just exactly what it is. Positive people bring positive power to your life, and you know, there's there's just so much that can go right when you're around a positive group of people that are motivated in in the same direction or just motivated at all, correct? Um, to take themselves forward. I mean, that's that's huge. Yeah, man. You know, when you think back, like to our, you know, I didn't, my grandfather wasn't around much. Uh, he was a little bit, my dad was the youngest of 12 kids. So I didn't really have a lot of time with my grandfather, unfortunately. And I kind of, I kind of, kind of wish I did, you know, but I, I try to imagine, you know, the other kids around me that had grandfathers and, and, and dads that were really around, uh, they got mentored by their grandfathers and their dads. You know what I mean? They had their dads and their grandfathers would teach them and really bring them up in a way that like, Hey, don't do this, or you should do that. Or, or you should go this way or you should, or you shouldn't go that way. You know what I mean? Um, and I didn't have a lot of that growing up, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, so I, that kind of, kind of messed me up for a little while and I've had to go back and rework some of those things and that, and which is okay. I think that's good. I think it's good that I've mm-hmm. had to figure it out kind of the hard way, but because of that, it started to bring these other guys around me, these mentors, uh, or, you know, around me in a way where like I had to kind of open up and, and drop the ego and say, you know what? Um, you know, I need to start to listen to some of these guys around me who, who have what I want. They, they look good. They have, they have a, a cute girlfriend or a, a good looking wife. They've got kids. They've, you know, they're successful in their business. They're leading other guys. You know, they're, they're doing a lot of good stuff. They're killing big, big animals out in the woods, whatever, you know, you look around and you see what people have that you want ultimately, um, not because you're, you know, jealous of them, but because you truly want to work hard for those things, um, and, and bringing those people around you, you're not going to, you're not going to go to somebody to, to learn how to work out. That's fat. You know what I mean? You're not going to go, you're not going to go get advice from somebody on elk hunting. That's never killed an elk, you know, like that makes no sense. So, um, you know, that's luckily for me, I, I had some of these guys come around me and start to, to be honest with me and tell me the truth and help me drop my ego. So I could start to level up and grow and, and from there, man, like now it just, it's, I'm on fire for it. Like I want to do the same thing to the people around me that, you know, you can't make people do that, but you start to, as you go down that journey, like you start to have guys who nudge you a little bit and say, Hey man, I want to learn from you. Like, can you help me? Like, I want to, I want to be where you're at. So, you know, it's pretty cool how that happens. Yeah. You know, that was a big inspiration for, you know, Huntley and the brand we've been trying to build with it for so long is, Yep. You know, fitness, fitness has always been part of what we do. And I mean, for me, it's just like taking a shower every day, you know, at some point during <laughs> yep. the day, I'm going to go get my workout in. Correct. Um, you know, and, and, and folks are like, well, I'm sure, you, you know, you diet pretty hard and this, that, and the other. I'm like, uh, yes and no, you know, it's, it's seasons. There's seasons, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, there, you know, and this is bulking season, we're getting into holidays <laughs> and beer season. And deer season, you know, pop tarts are kind of a tradition in the deer stand. It's just, it is what it is. But the, uh, you know, you don't have to, maybe in the beginning, you got to do a little bit of the calorie count or the macro counting or things like that. But eventually all that stuff kind of becomes second nature and you can kind of flip the switch as you reach your goals and learn how to, you know, eat common sense wise and and things like that, which is kind of more of the way I go about it, you know, yep. very little added sugar throughout the week and things like that. But on the weekend, you can have, you know, a little bit of ice cream or things like that. You don't have to torture yourself. It can all be enjoyable. And it just, you know, other folks around who may be indulging in things more than they should tend to take notice and see how those changes that you're making affect you. And they want to see those same results. And it's just, 
Yeah. It's like you said, it just kind of bleeds over and your, your network grows a little bit. And you're all able to kind of support each other and build accountability partners and things like that to help keep yep. you, you know, in check and on track. Well, and you hit a good point, Zach, like it, it becomes a lifestyle. Okay. It mm -hmm. becomes something that's just part of your life. You get up and you know, my non-negotiables are, I'm going to pray. I'm going to get in my word. Um, I'm going to read the Bible to my kids in the morning. Um, I'm going to get a workout in. Um, I'm going to eat good. You know, I'm going to do all these things. I, I have these different non-negotiables that are built into my lifestyle. It's not a pain mm -hmm. for me to do because I love doing them. I enjoy doing right. those things. You know what I mean? It's it's part of my life now because I've I've had the consistency to work, start working on those things over a period of time that it just it's part of life. Um, and then from there, like you just mentioned as well, like, you know, you start to get around certain people because you know, that you're going to attract the same kind of people that you're, what you want to be like, you know what I mean? So yeah. most people come around you and now you guys are just working together to mm. level each other up and helping each other. And that's where new businesses come in. That's where new projects come in. Uh, you know, like what you're doing with Huntley. Um, you know, that's where, you know, podcasts come in all these good value driven things. Um, and then all of a sudden you've got brands on board, you know, helping you build your thing and, and putting money into you because they believe in you. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff that happens just from starting to work on yourself and getting the right people around you. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and you, you mentioned leading by example and the kids taking notice and, and things like that. You know, my oldest daughter, she's four, she's been, you know, she comes down to the gym with me most days. Yep. You know, plays on the rings. I've seen her try and pick up a deadlift bar with 115 pounds on it. She's not going to move it, <laughs> but she tried, you know, the things like that. I just kind of, oh yeah. The day she does, I might be a little worried. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, you know, it just, it plants that spark, puts that ember in them to hopefully one day they kind of see, you know, well, you know, dad had this routine and he stayed healthy for, you know, X amount of years. And I want to be able to build those habits and those behaviors and routines as well. And, Hopefully, it, you know, it, when it comes time, hopefully I stay in shape enough. I scare the boys off for a long time on both daughters. But yep. <laughs> when it w when it does come time for that, hopefully, you know, they look for qualities in somebody else that are, you know, as admirable and, and things yeah. like that and structured yes. where they can, you know, choose someone who is good for them and will keep, you know, yes. protect them and, and stand by them. And you're exactly you're forward. exactly right, man. And that's that's just leading from the front as a man like, you know, you're you're bringing that presence into their life and they're, and they're seeing, this is the way it should be. This is the way that dad, dad is. Um, this is the kind of man that I need in my life. And not only, not only did you hit on a good point in that point, but, but here's the thing, like you look around social media, man, there's a lot of thirsty, you know, people out there. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say men and oh, yeah. women. Okay. And it's really, <laughs> yes, it's honestly yes. really sad and unfortunate. Like You've got all these people that are posting selfies every day. They're, they, me, 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 you know, give me attention. And really that, that boils down to, they didn't get enough attention from, I'm just going to call it out. Dad didn't give them enough attention. Okay. And, yeah. uh, especially for the ladies, man. So I look at that yeah. and I see that and I'm just disgusted by that, man. And then I start to think about like, man, do I want my daughters being that, that lady out there on Instagram, you know, posting those kind of photos or those kind of videos because, you know, because they don't have anybody putting that in their life already. No, I want to be the dad who's, who's doing that for my daughters, who's loving on them, who's caring about them, who's taking them out hunting, who's showing them the way, who's being that example to them. Um, so they don't have to be that person. And it's, it's really unfortunate that that's the world we live in. You know, that's, that's what it's like today with social media. And it's, it's not only is it bad for, you know, for guys seeing that because then they get drawn into it and it pulls them off the path. But, um, 
you know, those, those ladies end up having a lot of issues for a long time because of that too. And it's, it's sad, man. Well, yeah. there's a, there's a big, uh, there's a big conversation on that too, with, you know, just people's mental health and the peer pressure Amen. and what social media does to people. Um, you know, the kids today, obviously they grow up, they're growing up in a different way with something yep. that we have never really had to experience um, as far as right. going to school with social media and the different yep. things like that. And I've seen it with my kids evolving and, and to see it now, it's just, man, it's crazy. Um, you know, it's, it's a call for acceptance in, in yep. a lot of ways mm -hmm. and it's just, man, it's tough. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely. I'll go ahead, uh, Zach. It's just, I was just going to say it's on another level. I mean, you can't open any of the platforms with the exception, maybe Vero, because it's so new um, <laughs> without being smacked in the face by it. And, and the, the problem is the folks who actually have quality information, experience and wisdom and knowledge to offer yep. in whatever niche they may be in can't get attention because those aren't yep. the things that draws the engagement and the like and follows on social. It's all the other, you know, the crap. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the the influencers and the fame and the fortune and all the fake stuff. I mean, come oh, on, yeah. man. Like we we don't really have a lot of people really sharing real stuff and mm -hmm. real real tough situations and tough moments they've had to have had to live through and go through and and how they're actually working on themselves to get through those situations, um, to live a better life and be a better human being and be a better leader or whatever that is, be a better father, whatever. Um and that's, I, I see that out there and I'm just like, man, you know what? I don't care. I'm just going to, I'm just going to be real and a little bit vulnerable about this. You know, even as a man, I'm going to be vulnerable. <laughs> um, yep. it's, not, it's not always easy to do. I'll be honest, but mm -hmm. you know what? I'm going to start sharing the real stuff and the right mm -hmm. people are going to come along alongside me and, and say, Hey man, I appreciate this. And uh, I'm not going to do it for any fame or fortune or because it makes me look cool. I'm just going to do it because you know what? It's going to help people. It's going to make an impact. It's going to hopefully leave a legacy to my kids and my family to say, you know what? This is how dad did it. This is, this is what he did. Um, and hopefully the people that it impacts, they go off and do the same thing as well. You know, they, they start sharing the real stuff, you know? Yeah. That's, that's always the hope, you know? I mean, we know social media is just a, you know, a very small picture and it's usually a very small picture of the good in somebody's day to day. You yeah. know, um, we don't see the, the struggles or the issues of the yeah. things they're working on. And, you know, I mean, folks need to see that too. Yeah. Yeah. That journey, man. And it's not always easy to post that stuff. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. definitely not. I, I know I struggle with it myself. And even though I do post quite a bit of it, like I still struggle with it. It's like, man, should I really post this? Like I'm kind of putting it out there. You know what I mean? And, right. you know, luckily my wife really supports me in what I do. And I've got some good mentors around me. They're like, man, you need to, you need to keep it real. Like this is what's going to truly make an impact and help people. Um, and if you want to build a following or whatever, or a business, and obviously, cause that's what you have to do today to build a business is have social media. Like yeah. at least I'm doing it in a way where I feel good about it. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah. trying to like game the system or something. I, I, and I know Zach, you do a lot of marketing stuff and you guys work as influencers in your own industries and in ways, you know what I mean? So, um, it's kind of a cool topic to talk about and touch on because, you know, this affects not only just us as humans, but it affects industries. It affects, you know, everybody. And, and like you guys were already kind of alluding to, like, there's some mental health aspects as part of this, you know, that are really affecting people because they just see the, 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 the lifestyle stuff in a sense that like, man, I wish my life was like that. 
and they're yep. like they're being lied yeah. to you know it's that's not yeah. really how it is <laughs> you know yeah it's not always pretty that's for sure yeah 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 it's so, you know we've we've got a pretty small network of like-minded folks that you know i've been able to build over the years and pretty much all of us have kind of the same deal day to day you know at some point we're getting our workout in and all that and so it's it's good to be able to bounce ideas off them within the industry and know like everybody's kind of got the same opinion of all the the junk that we're seeing out there yep. but there's still those companies that are paying for that stuff because the yep. the, the the it's the numbers and the metrics and stuff right you know the right. algorithm supports those accounts more so than it supports our you know my small account or yep. or you know things like that that are are down in lower numbers but you hit the nail on it, the head my friend it's, it's, <laughs> money 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 and metrics right um you know know, at some point we got to see a change yeah and and fortunately you know i've really i really believe in relationships and building real relationships with people and that's that's what i've went to i you know i've got some great relationships with different companies in this industry you know aaes obviously zach you work with them pretty close and nick Mm -hmm. and i have known each other for a while and we're both on a very similar we're very like-minded you know we're both on this path of just continuing to level up and trying to grow and lead our families and those kinds of things and you start to have those connections with other people in the hunting industry, even, you know, like we love hunting, but you know, we love, we love trying to be the best we can be in all areas of our life. So you start to hit that off with other people and they start to see what you're trying to build and what you're trying to do. And, you know, they, they know that you're not going to have the numbers like Lee and Tiffany or this Cam Haynes or whatever, and that's okay, but we're going to hit people in a, in an influential way that really matters. Um, and it's going to be a good thing and it's going to be, you know, done right. And that's what's important. I think you're, you're starting to see some companies come back around to this and see oh, yeah. that, you know, hey, this is they might not be reaching millions of people, but they're re- reaching thousands. And that's still important, too. These are the right thousand people who we want to come alongside and want them to be buying our products and, and be part of our brand story. So, yeah, yeah. Nick, is it's some... funny you bring Nick up because he's actually like when he and I first met, and I was introduced to him. Mm-hmm. Our first conversation was about training and fitness and working out. Awesome. And then eventually we got to to working together uh, as far as a partnership with Hunt Leet and things like that. But that's how we've approached many of our partners on the Hunt Leet side is, we, you know, it's partnership. But we want to build a relationship moving forward Correct. with you guys. You yep. know, we're, we're brand loyal and we align ourselves with, you know, companies that have a lot of the same values and stuff that we do. So. It's right. that's really how we've approached and developed all that. And it's just it's I mean, we've got a network of family members for the most part. I mean, Nick was on my he's been on my Christmas card list for <laughs> five years now. Love but it. and then, you know, fortunately, we're able I was able to step into, you know, more of a, a social media role for him and help him out with that. And it's it's been good. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, those those if you can build those relationships, if you can get to the right person have a conversation and not just emails back and forth. Yeah. Things really tend to develop from there. Yeah. And that's, and that's just a good point too. Like as a marketing guy, here's a marketing tip, like actually call somebody on the phone or do a video call with them, get to know them. Like, don't just say, Hey man, can I get something from you? Like Mm -hmm. actually lead with some value, like do some stuff for some people that in with products that you actually use and actually like, you know, um, like that's, I I see this so much in the industry, working with different brands and consulting and doing some different things. Like these people reach out, Hey man, can I get this from you? Like, like, first of all, they don't have a big following. They've never made a relate, built a relationship with us. Um, no, like 
we're not even going <laughs> to respond to you. Like, what do you expect? You know what I mean? Like, come on. Um, yeah. Versus, you know, somebody who's led with value and, and, and been part of, you know, been, you know, working with somebody for a while and building that relationship. And, and maybe they don't have a big following, but they have a good following and, and they're, and they're putting out good content and they're doing a good job. Like they're going to, they're going to get hooked up with some product there, or they're going to get a little bit of marketing dollars towards whatever they're doing because it mm -hmm. makes sense. You know what I mean? Um, and that's, we need to see more of that. We need to see people actually like trying to build a real relationship and Hey man, this goes beyond just marketing. Like this goes, this goes into like what we were just talking about with social media. Right. Like, like this isn't just all about you. It's about telling your story and, and bringing people along on your journey, telling that story um, because you actually want to help other people. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, talking about, you know, somebody, if there is somebody out there listening that, you know, maybe doesn't have a lot of followers or, wants to get into this and you know, they know they don't have the followers. If you have a thousand followers, if you have 500 followers, somebody told me this a while back and it just like, I don't know why I had never thought of it, but it resonated. Imagine that 500 people in a room. Imagine that yep. 1000 yep. people in a room. That's a lot of freaking people. Yeah. I mean, if you're reaching those Imagine people, speaking to them, you know, doing a yeah, speech. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine actually standing up on a podium, talking to that 500 people mm -hmm. or that 1000 people. With your social media, even even if it's kids, adults, whatever you're following, there's power in that speech. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. So it does go a long way. Whether you don't be discouraged if you don't have a lot of followers, because yeah. if you like what Colin said, if you're building those relationships and doing those things, it can go far. You got to do the behind the scenes work too, man. There's so many people that think this is just easy, you know, whether it's the hunting industry or whatever industry, you know, the, you're just, oh man, you're an overnight Cam Haynes. He's an overnight success. You know what I mean? It's like, I've known Cam yeah. for 16 years, man. Like that guy's been the same Cam back then that, I mean, he might look a little different now and, and have a yeah. bigger following, but that guy's been putting in the work for years. Dan State, he's another one. That guy's been putting yeah, in the work for years and now Dan's yeah. exploding and Mm -hmm. Thank God, because he's a great voice and he stands for the right things and he does the right work. Yeah. You know, he does the right things, um, you know, and that's just examples from our industry, of course. Um, but, you know, it doesn't just happen overnight, man. You got to be put you got to be that guy who's been 20 years in the making a 20 year overnight success. <laughs> you know, as I like yeah. to say. And, uh, you know, putting in the work behind the scenes, grinding, like it's the same thing, like with my own journey right now, man, like I do share a lot of stuff, but there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes, man. I'm just putting in the work. I'm putting in the time, yep. putting in the effort, get, you know, get, I'm actually training for a hundred mile ultra right now. And, uh, oh, wow. which is, which is kind of, people think I'm crazy, which I am crazy, yeah. but you know, as uh -huh. you go down this journey and you start to level up, <laughs> you realize that you can reach beyond way beyond the potential you ever could. And, uh, I know I'm going to run that hundred mile race and I'm going to complete it. And it's, it's going to happen in about four months from now. So I'm putting in the work I've been training for, you know, super hard for the last two months, especially, but I started running about six months before that. And I'm putting in the work, I'm putting in the time behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, around the scenes everywhere. You know what I mean? Like you have, <laughs> if you really want to complete something hard or do something good or, or, make a big splash or make a big impact. Like you actually have to put in the work. It doesn't matter who's watching you. If it's on social media or not like yeah. put in the work. So that's just yeah, a good, especially on something, a good, good thing for everybody to learn. Especially on something like that. I mean, a hundred miler, if you don't put in the work, it's going to cut you off the knees. Like, <laughs> I mean, no doubt that, you know, the, I'm not a runner, but the far, no. the, the farthest I've ever ran at one time was a little over 10 miles and dude, my knees were swollen. Now, granted i did not train for that at all 
<laughs> I was running like a, I was, well, I was running like a mile and a half a, a, a day, about three <clears> times a week. And my sister-in-law was training for a marathon and she was like, Hey, <clears> will you go run my long day on Saturday with me? <laughs> I was like, I could probably keep her pace. Yeah, I, I did, but it hurt. Uh, <laughs> so the fact that you're going after a hundred miler, man, that's, that's awesome. It's mind boggling. What's your kind of what's your running schedule like? Like what kind of mileage are you putting in yeah. per week? Do you have a pretty good progression going? Are you planning on tapering down beforehand? Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll be straight up with you too, Zach. I'm not a runner either. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, two years ago I was 290 pounds, six, three, 290 pounds. So right now I've, you know, I've lost 80 pounds. I'm 210. Um, you know, I mean the best you weigh less, life. you weigh less than I do, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got some pretty big arms, bro. <laughs> I'm only five eleven, So the camera makes things look. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but, it's uh, not just the camera. <laughs> it's not just the camera. <laughs> He's got one of those flat cameras to make him look real. Yeah. Big. <laughs> He's not 14 mil that fish. eye. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. yeah that, that's what it is. But no, man, like I'm, I'm not a runner. Um, it's just like, it's just one of those things. Like, you know, as you go, like I said, you go down this progression, like you want to, you want to try hard things. You want to do hard things. And like, I honestly picked running and trying running because it was something that I don't like. And I was like, right. this is going to push me super hard mentally, physically, emotionally, you know, so many different ways. And I've ever been pushed. So, um, it was about, you know, six, seven, eight months ago, I kind of started running a little, I mean, I, I had started running as I went down my fitness journey, you know, a little bit, but mm -hmm. I was literally running like a slash walking slash jogging uh, an 18 minute mile when I started. So that, there you go. Um, that's, that's pretty bad, but you know, I just started working my way up as I got in better shape and I started to progress physically. Um, you know, I was like, man, I'll start running a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And from there, it just kind of progressed in this thing. Like I hate running, but you know what, let's, let's, let's push hard. Let's see what happens. You know, I've, I've watched guys like, you know, cam and some of these other guys out there do this for years. Like, why can't I do it? You know, I can do this. I'm, I'm still young. I'm only in my mid thirties. Like I can still be at my peak, you know, right now. So I started kind of going down that journey and, and started running and it was, you know, it, it started out with a couple miles a day, you know, to four miles a day to, you know, or every other day. Uh, I, you know, I've got a coach now who I'm working with shout out to coach Ryan. He's, he's awesome. He's ran Moab. He's ran a bunch of one hundreds. He's done a ton of marathons. He's actually working on, um, He's working on his under three, three hour, uh, marathon right now, which is pretty tough. Yeah. Um, so he's really working hard on that, but he, uh, his coach is a guy by the name of Michael McKnight, actually, who, uh, who actually works with mountain ops. Now he just signed a contract okay. with them, but he actually paces for cam on a lot of cams rate, uh, a lot of cams runs. So there's, there's some industry connection there, which is kind of cool. Yeah. But anyway, so Coach Ryan's kind of got me on this regimen now, you know, eating good, you know, uh, you know, running, obviously. So right now I'm doing roughly 40 to 50 miles a week. Um, and like I said, I'm not a runner. This is not something I've ever done, but I'm, you know, I, I can go out now and I've, I started to work on my aerobic, you know, energy, getting that heart rate down, you know, I'm tracking everything. I'm, you know, you know, I've got a, you know, heart rate monitor going and everything, you know, like yeah. I'm doing all this, like I'm, I'm putting in the work, man. And trying to do it right but here's the thing like i'm a guy who doesn't necessarily want to just be a runner like i want to my goal for me is ultimately to be get back out west and kill some elk and kill a bunch of elk and Let's kill some mule deer and you know <laughs> what i mean like ultimately it's to be that huntley like like what you're building mm -hmm. zach you know that's that's the ultimate goal i was like you know what this is just gonna push me 
better in that direction to become a better hunter. Um, so I can be strong. I can be fast. I can be physical. I can have the endurance and have all these different things really be that hybrid athlete. I train jujitsu as well. Um, you know, I still lift pretty hard. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to do all these things that obviously for a hundred mile run, you're going to have to lose a little bit of the muscle because you gotta, yeah. you gotta I've, I've got to lose, got to lose a little bit more weight here. Cause really yeah. for me, the, the goal has become to like, be able to say, Hey, I've lost a hundred pounds and now I've ran a hundred miles, which I thought that'd yeah. be kind of cool. So yeah. I've got, I've got to lose about 15 more pounds, you know, 20 more pounds to get there. And, uh, once I'm there, you know, I'll, I'll be in probably tip top running shape, but you know, I've, I've still got four months ahead. The race is until February. And, uh, so yeah, man, it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, some pretty hardcore running. You know, I'm going to, my long days are going to end up being 15 to 20 mile days, you know, towards the, towards, you know, probably a month out, I, I would say. And then from there, I, I believe we'll taper, start to taper back down and, and just kind of do some, a lot of easy runs and kind of go from there. But man, we're mixing it up. There's all kinds of, he's having me do some sprints, some, you know, yeah. some long runs, some short runs, some easy runs, some runs where I really push my heart rate up, some runs where I, you know, really focus on just an easy, you know, easy, steady pace, really watching those, that heart rate. It's really cool. Like I never realized running was actually so like, there was so many pieces to that puzzle. Like I never understood aerobic anaerobic all these different things like so stride it's actually length. yeah stride oh, length, exactly like there's so many cool parts about running it's like it's kind of become really fun in that sense <laughs> you know because yeah. i kind of geek out on that kind of stuff now so so yeah man that's kind of what my journey looks like but you know it's it's awesome like it's just pushing me hard like i'm losing that belly now like it's kind of cool because you know you're you're just you know you're pushing your body in different ways i'm, I'm really yeah. tightening up my eating now um you know, from here on out, like it's going to be pretty strict. So I've got some pretty big right. goals. Um, after I run that 100 next year, I'm also doing another race called the uh, mid-state mile. I don't know if you've ever, ever heard of that. Not heard basically that it's, it's, it's the murder mile. They call it. Um, it's a one mile loop that has, I'm not sure what the elevation gain and loss is on that, but it's, it's pretty good. And it's, yeah. it's on the Tennessee border in the mountains there. And basically okay. it's, it's a one mile loop where you, uh, you get 20 minutes to run that in, you know, that one, 1.1 mile loop. And basically you run until there's nobody left. So you just keep wow. running. Like you run, <laughs> the timer starts, you got 20 minutes to run that first lap. So basically you try to stay at like a, I think a 16 to 18 minute pace, um, for each mile and like there's a lot of elevation gain and loss in that mile i'm not yeah. sure what it is. i think was it 800 feet or 600 feet you that's, know like that's pretty good in a mile though I mean, quite a bit for a mile and uh so yeah it, it wears you out so you can't just be a runner like you've got to be strong yeah. you got to have some quad strength you got to have some some leg strength you can't skip leg day that's for sure <laughs> yeah, um, so i'm actually preparing <clears throat> preparing to run that one as well next year so that'd wow. be great that uh that posterior chain got to pull you up the hill. <laughs> That'll be good. Yeah. That'll be awesome. Because I mean, you're talking that much elevation gain in a mile. At some point, you got to come back down too. So it's really you're seeing that gain in more of like oh. a half mile. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a it's a pretty big push up. I think I think um my buddy Tyler he ran it last year. He got like ninth or tenth place, and he ran 68 miles, I think. And wow. Uh, in 48 hours or something like that it, it was it was pretty damn cool um That's he's a beast. He's, he's a beast <laughs> man and uh 
he's like, dude, like people don't realize, like, it's not easy. Like you're, you're going way up real quick and then back down and then way up again. And then back down, there's yeah. a couple different spots in there where it, you know, like I said, they call it the murder mile. So <laughs> it's pretty, yeah. pretty nuts. The guy who usually wins it every year is like a, a former Navy seal who is pretty hardcore ultra runner. Uh, his name's Chad Wright and he's a, he's an awesome okay. guy. If you get a chance, go look him up. He's a, he's a badass. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We'll connect on that. Yeah, sometimes the coming down is just as bad as the going up too, because your knees are taking a lot of pounding coming down the hill. So yeah, yep. it's yep. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. What, well, as far as go ahead, I was just gonna say what's cool about that though is think about how that gets you ready for elk hunting. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like, that's, that's oh, what's yeah. So, so awesome about it. Like I, I my goal, like I went out to Montana with my buddy Tyler just to help him on his elk hunt this year, and it was awesome. Like we were running those hills, man. Like it was crazy. It was crazy. We were in the break. So we weren't in the mountains with the high elevation. That's the part yeah. I'm more worried about now, but, but my body, you know, we went 40 miles in a couple days in three days, mm -hmm. you know, four days. And I felt great, man. I was like, let's keep going, man. We're, we're not stopping. Fortunately I had to get back and get back to work. My wife needed to yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, yeah, man. Yeah. 40 miles in three, three or four days. That's burning up the grass. I think in 15, we did, just short of 80 in like five and a half days dude and that's it was, really burning it up that was my first trip out there and uh it was an eye-opener you know it was colorado yep. we were somewhere between 95 and 12,000 feet the whole time and that's uh an indiana boy got a taste of the the low yep. oxygen levels up there real quick but it, was that you with know, evan did you go with evan was, so that was my very first trip with evan in 15 and cool this was the first year that i've not been elk hunting since then so it uh i'm itching to get i'm itching I to get you. back i hear you know you. We've, i've been to colorado every year we did idaho in 2018 and while that state doesn't the the elevation change isn't at like 9,000 plus it's it's a little lower so you don't get quite as much of the the oxygen deprivation but yeah dude idaho is a steep steep state there's a there's a lot of up and down in that state uh, but yeah you're right i mean you know becoming as much of a hybrid athlete as you can and cardio is your friend you know you don't want to lose too much muscle going no. on an elk hunt you got to be ready for that pack out yeah but uh we've done we've done a couple couple super heavy pack outs at my 19 bull we did in one trip with just the two of us and awesome. uh those it was brutal <laughs> we got to the truck and i got that pack off and it felt like i still had it on <laughs> <laughs> it was, your back was like stuck in that position my, my back my hips my hips and my knees were worse than my back so it was yeah that's crazy. no it's no i it's, i truly look forward to that man it just oh, it sounds awesome bro <laughs> yeah no we'll have to get after it one of these days because it yep. uh having Having positive guys in camp with you on trips like that makes them so much better, man. Well, that's that's the other thing of that, too. Like, now I, I'm thinking about, man, if I really want to go on this elk hunt, like, I need to make sure, like, these guys I'm going with, like, are ready to get after them too. Because, like, I'm not just going yeah. to go hunt, man. Like, I'm going to go – I'm going to go kill a big bull, you know, or, right. or a bull or whatever. You know, obviously, my goals are going to be a little less getting started just because I've never killed a, <laughs> a bull or, or a mule deer buck, you know. But, mm -hmm. you know, from there, like, let, let's get after. Let's put some miles in. Let's not let our body – and our, you know, hold us back. Let's make sure that it's right, because right. we make a mistake out in the field, which is going to happen, you know? Yeah. 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 I know yeah. Once you, once you get out of the yeah. truck and load your pack up, you know, your body is your vehicle. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you hear a bull two ridges over bugling and, and he's on public ground and you can get after him, 
Let's go. Don't let the distance don't let the distance slow you down. Who cares if it's getting dark? Let's get after yep. it and put him to bed and we'll find him in the morning, you know. Exactly. I'll I'll suffer all year to have that come together and let let me get, you know get after it like that. So yeah. no problem. I've heard I've heard it a lot lately. Uh, it's what we refer to as type 2 fun. It sucks in the moment, but afterwards it was a blast. <laughs> yeah. Exact when you're pack when you're done packing it out, man, and you're eating those yeah. those loins over a campfire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. Oh, no, love it's it. a blast. Well, what I mean, aside from the hundred miler, obviously you want to get on an elk hunt. What other what other goals do you have for the you know the short term or the long term? Yeah, man. Really, some you know, I've I've got a lot of business centric goals right now, just because I'm really trying to you know work on this high caliber hunts thing. I'm trying to mm-hmm. really re- redefine that and kind of kind of find out where you know honestly for me the good lord is pushing me in that way and how i can help as many people as possible with that and so there's a there's a lot of physical mental emotional spiritual goals and i'm I'm working on you know some of those are like entrepreneurial in the sense of trying to build that business and like like what's that look like because you can only bring so many guys on a on a hunt you know in a hunting camp so right that can't right. be the main product you know part of me is kind of looking at this as like maybe there's an opportunity here to like build this this community, this online community of guys who maybe kind of come together and hold each other accountable, you know, kind of like a, like a team of guys, you know, kind of coming together. So that's one of the ideas I have on the works kind of in the backside. I'm still working on some of that, the framework, some of those things, but I've been part of some of these online community. I'm actually part of an online community right now that I pay for, you know, and Mm -hmm. I've got a, I've got a, what I call it's a battle team. And basically we work on different goals. We work Mm -hmm. on different things. Um, we help each other level up and we hold each other accountable and we do weekly calls and, you know, we do a lot of really cool stuff. that's helping us all grow and become better men so we can lead the way. And it's like, man, we just need more of that. We need more guys doing stuff like that. Um, and we, you know, obviously we need high level guys, high caliber guys working towards that. So we can again, lead the way. So a lot of my goals are around that kind of stuff, obviously every day, trying to just be a a good husband, a father, those kinds of things, but you know, getting out West, man, that's, that's definitely at, at, right at the top of the list, you know, getting out there, killing an elk, killing a mule deer, uh, Colorado would be good. Montana would be awesome. You know, some of those places. So yeah, definitely, uh, just trying to, trying to reach out and build, more friendships around some of that as well. Because like I said, man, like I want to make sure when I get out West that I'm going with guys who really want to get after it and want to, want to get into them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what it takes. That's what it takes for sure. Absolutely. But, yeah. Well, well Colin, Colin, we have burnt up an hour and 10 minutes. <laughs> it went fast. I if thought we, we were just really getting started, man. I'm ready to keep yeah. going. <laughs> I know. I, I, well, think I, this was, back, I think I had texted you the other day. Let's keep this at like 45 minutes. But I was yeah. like, man, this, we're having no, so much fun, this, man, having a great conversation. I'm like, yeah, man, and it's keep rolling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We no, need we'll, have, to, we'll have to do this again for sure. Man. Yes. Really this absolutely. is going down again. I think we're going to have part two. What are you doing in two weeks? <laughs> I don't <laughs> buy weekly. yeah co-host the third co-host third co-host sounds good to me come on back yeah whenever we get in a pinch i'm just gonna call colin hey you want to jump on the podcast tonight part two two. i think i can make that work you're definitely coming back for the reunion episode um i don't know how many episodes we've got to be in to have the reunion i started to say we're getting yeah we're getting close 20 year reunion It's 20 episode reunion. 20 episode We're on reunion. episode 19. So what are you doing in two weeks? <laughs> I'll be in Illinois, hopefully killing some big bucks. There you yeah. go. 
But uh, let's tell the people at home where to find you, how to learn more, and yeah. how to be involved. Yeah, man. Um, probably the easiest way is just connect with me on Instagram at Colin, C-O-L-L-I-N underscore Cottrell, C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L. And I guess if people are watching this, they can see my name there on the screen. Um, that's probably the easiest way to connect with me. Drop me a message. Let me know that you heard me on the podcast here. I love to connect with other guys, especially, um, you can follow, you can go to my website and see a lot of my stuff there. Just callingcottrell.com. Simple as that. So you can go to high caliber hunts from there. You can see my C3 media stuff. Just connect with me, schedule a call with me. If you're, if you're, if you want to, you know, jump on a call, I do some, uh, some health coaching as well. And some, you know, some coaching. So I actually helped some guys with some of that kind of stuff on the physical side. Um, so yeah, any, anybody, any way that anybody wants to connect with me, that's pretty much it. All right, man. Well, I'm going to drop you down below. Hang out for a second. Me and Zach's going to close this thing out, and we'll be right back with you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for being here, Thanks for being here, bud. Episode 19. Turn the button off, man. Good. It's broke. Turned it off. That was a good That was good. That we could have went for like at least four hours. That was like good yeah. truck ride conversation, getting ready to yeah. go down. So, you would have saw the the old cane pull me off the stage because my wife probably would have hooked me and drug me out of here by then. But probably I'd have had to burn a yeah. diesel at my feet were ready to go outside. But <laughs> uh yeah, so everybody at home, thanks for watching. We do appreciate you. Remember, Orion Coolers on sale. They're cheaper. We're cheaper than ever, cheaper than the Yetis. Um check us USA out. USA made. USA made, made in America. We need to get that real for our intro. That'd be cool. One more work yeah. on that. Next trip, I'm doing that one. Um, yeah, check us out, jacksonkayak.com. Um, Jackson Kayak, uh, 15% off sale at your local dealers right now, all 2022 and older models. Um, if you got a hankering for a new kayak, uh, tis the season. So check it out, jacksonkayak.com. Find your local dealer and all i got man that's all i got yeah doc hopefully the uh, next podcast we have a couple deer on the ground to talk about yeah hopefully 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 it's 80 degrees and Mm. kayaking weather again for me but uh i'm not gonna (laughs) jinx all you hunters out i know how that goes i could do without the 80 degrees (laughs) nah it's a beautiful time of year but uh yeah thanks for watching guys we appreciate it and we will catch you doc talk thursday night um and then the next Jackson or the next Orion podcast <laughs> will be, gosh, November 1st. Ooh, right before my second trip home. Yeah, right before your second trip home. So we got to talk about that one too. Anyway, yeah. thanks for watching. Check us out on Spotify, on the interwebs, not Apple because we're not there. Anyway, see you next time. Later. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers.